Great evening, great evening, great evening, great evening. Hey, folks, hey, this is Wesley, Billion Dollar Virgin here with another Millionaire Midnight Rant. It's approximately 1.35 a.m. in Houston, Texas right now. And I've been working today, so that's why I'm a little bit late here. But I didn't forget about you, and I wanted to ensure that I did the rant here for tonight because we're getting ready to embark on a new week here. It's Sunday, actually Monday morning at 1 o'clock here. And I want to prepare you for the week and to ensure that you are equipped with the armor of resilience to guarantee that this week is a phenomenal week for you, okay? So let me type this in here tonight. We're going to talk about the rituals that... Uh, are, are the habits that I imposed upon myself before I was rich. Okay? We're going to call this the rituals before I was rich here. Okay? I spoke to a young man today, and he's a follower of mine. I've been watching the rants. He said, Wesley, I listen to your rants at least twice a day. And I'm very proud of him that he's doing that. And he's repeating this information because to program, you have to repeat the information over and over again to really, really understand it and to begin to apply it. But he said, well, Wesley, how do you organize all this stuff? You know, I mean, you know, you want me to read books. You want me to meditate. You want me to listen to the rants. You know, how do you structure the day to ensure that I'm doing everything right to ensure that I reach a level of success here? So tonight, what I want to do, I want to share my rituals before I was Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin, before I was rich, when I was Wesley Thousandaire Virgin here, okay? And I think a lot of you will really get some value from this. Because I think it's more important to know what took place in my life before my breakthrough than to tell you everything that has happened post uh, making millions of dollars. Is that cool? All right. Let me give everybody a shout out here. Hey, Princess Diana, how are you? Donna, <clears throat> Daily Pro Ball, how are you, sir? And I need you guys to raise the vibration here tonight, okay? I don't care how late it is. Listen, it's late, but somewhere on the planet, somebody is waking up. It's morning, somewhere it's afternoon, somewhere and someone is chasing their dreams. So there's no excuse to be tired and exhausted. I believe you, you have to always be ready. I, I just hired a, a huge company out of the Philippines today. And, um, you know, I'm very excited about this joint venture here, and I told the young man, I said, I don't sleep, okay? <laughs> I, don't, I don't sleep. I'm always available. My team knows this. My team sleeps, but I don't. And the reason why I don't sleep, because I believe sleep is a waste of time when you're very serious and focused on the goal. And to each is his own. Some people need eight hours and 12 hours. and But, you know, while I'm really, when I'm focused on a goal, I, I just don't sleep much. Now, once I achieve the goal, I get all the slumber and rest that I need. But until then, 
sleep is just not necessary for me. And it's not something that's necessary nor needed for me to do. I understand some people, they can't function without sleep. And that's cool. I can. And I can function at a very high level without sleep. Okay. All right. So, um, Insta Shrinking, how are you? We have Dana, Dana, Jordy. <clears throat> For Norway, hey, hey. Elizabeth, how are you? Dina, thank Doe. South Africa, on a mission, Hayes, Rosemary, Dana. Okay. Yvette, how are you? Okay. Your Sunday mindset rant is very powerful. Thank you so much. And how many of you logged on today and listened to my Sunday mindset rant or my Sunday mindset message? If you didn't get an opportunity to listen to that, I want to encourage you. Go listen to it. It's on my Instagram account, Wesley Million Dollar Version. It will be uploaded to my podcast as well. It was phenomenal this morning. And I want to give you the opportunity to listen to it, okay? So let's talk about my rituals before I made a million dollars. And I will answer questions after the video or after the audio or after the podcast. So make sure you write them down so I can answer them for you, okay? Um, so the rituals, the things that I did. You know, let's go back a couple of years here. And... I still remember one thing that I want all of you to understand. You, you're never going to forget the struggle. Like where you are right now may be a bit difficult, but you will never forget the struggle, the tough times, and all the challenges you went through to become the person that you want to be. You'll never forget it, right? And it'll humble you. It really will because you'll remember where you were, and then you'll remember where you would never be again here, okay? So when I was staying in a little small $700 per month apartment, and of course, I was doing everything to be rich, you know, trying to be rich, trying to be wealthy, you know, reading the books, traveling to different seminars, joining different MLMs, Right, the typical stuff that most people do to become wealthy. However, through reading and through assimilating knowledge, I realized that I needed rituals. And rituals are things, are actions that you take on a daily basis regardless of what's happening in your life. Does that make sense? Rituals are like many commitments that you make to yourself. This is something that you have to do. Like It doesn't matter what happens in your life. You have to do these things. Okay? That's why they call them rituals. All right? Things that you swear by. Things that are absolutely necessary. Things that you must do in your life. So, so what I'm going to take you through is what I did from morning to evening for a couple of years, which allowed me to be this phenomenal man that I am here today. And no, I'm not sleep. 
My brain needed some oxygen. That's the reason why I yawned. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so in the morning, you may want to write this down. In the morning, I begin to be grateful. Okay. I, I still do it till today. I just start my mornings with gratitude. Like I'm grateful for my children. I'm, I'm so grateful. For my ch- I love them so much. Um, cause they're just so phenomenal. They're doing very well. Um, I'm also grateful for my parents. You know, they're doing well. They're in their golden years. They're living their best life. I'm grateful for my brother, his wife, my niece. I'm grateful for my experience. Just, you know, living, just having the opportunity to have arms and legs and having the opportunity to think properly. (laughs) I'm grateful that I'm healthy, that I'm strong, I'm resilient, intellectual. And I'm also grateful to you. Like every day, I'm always grateful for everybody on the planet that follow me. I'm grateful for everybody that's a fan of Wesley Virgin. And I'm also grateful for the people that don't like me, that abhor me, hate me, can't stand me. I'm grateful for them as well. So, you know, before I was rich, I would just go through the gratitude process. I would just feel. And then listen, I wasn't just grateful. I I began to feel grateful. Does that make sense? Like, it's not enough just to say, oh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for this. I'm gra-. No, I had to feel like to feel gratitude is to feel the love. Like I felt the love for my parents, the love for my children, the love for, um, even though at the time my businesses were, were not working, but I was just grateful that one day it will work, right? And I was just grateful for the experience and the all the opportunities and the failures and the hiccups and the mistakes. Just I was just very grateful for the entire experience here. So that's one. Then after that, I would meditate. And at that time, I was meditating for 40 minutes, 40 to 45 minutes. It was a a guided meditation. Maybe I'll give you access to that meditation at the end of this right here. But somebody remind me, please. But I just meditated for 40 minutes. And, you know, meditation there's so many different ways you can meditate. You know, you don't necessarily have to close your eyes. You don't have to sit Indian style. Like, you just have to be in the moment. Take a deep breath. Inhale, exhale. And just sit there and do nothing. You can either focus on your breathing or you can start to visualize how you want your day to go. So what I began to do, I would visualize how I wanted my life to be, okay? I would just visualize it. I would just see it, everything that I wanted. Like I wanted a shelf, so I would see a shelf preparing my meals. I wanted several cars, so I could see all the different cars and luxurious cars I owned. I wanted houses and real estate around the world, so I would see that. I would see myself purchasing homes, cash, and 
renting them out to other people who needed a home to live in. I, in the meditation, I would see myself traveling the world first class, staying in five-star hotels and eating at five-star restaurants, going to clubs around the world, hearing my name from the DJ booth and seeing my name on the screen. True story. So, and also I just saw, again, one of my companies, I would see customers coming in my business, thousands, tens of thousands per day, organically and paid, just coming into my business, enjoying the experience, loving my products, loving my offers, and really getting value. So that's all in my visualization, by the way. Every day I did that. Then after I would finish meditating, <clears throat> I would get ready to go to the gym. Okay. And let me share something with you. During that time of getting ready to go to the gym, I was always listening to personal development. Okay. That was my radio station, by the way. Like I was always listening to personal development after I would finish meditating. So I would turn on some Tony Robbins, turn on some Les Brown, Jim Rohn. And I would just listen while I was brushing my teeth, while I was taking a shower, while I was, you know, preparing my protein shake. And then when I was ready to go to the gym, I would get in my car and I was still playing personal development. Like I had personal development CDs everywhere in the house, in the car. Like I didn't want to miss any opportunity not to program myself. Are you with me here? Okay. Then I would go to the gym. I would work out, of course, and I would push myself. And why? Even even while I was at the gym, I was listening to personal development. Okay. Like repeatedly, personal development. When I would finish my workout, I would go home. Actually, I would stop by. Um, I used to go to this place called Ensalada. Or I would go to this place in Houston, Texas called Top Sushi. Is it called Top Sushi? And I would eat sashimi almost every day, honestly. Two story. Sashimi is just raw sushi. And I would eat it every day after the gym. No lie. Every day I was eating sashimi. Okay. <laughs> sashimi and rice. Okay. I would get that to 12 piece. And then after that... I would get home and I would meditate again. I would sit on my little futon couch and I would just meditate and I would visualize the exact same scenarios again. I would see myself flying first class around the world with my family. I would see myself at hotels, five-star hotels, booking the suites. I would see myself traveling the world Right, making love to women that I travel with all around the world in very interesting places. I got I got some stories I can tell you, but I'll tell you later. Um, I will visualize myself eating very appetizing meals that was prepared for me. I saw my housekeeper cleaning my home 
every day. Like I saw this in my visualization process. Like when I was visualizing, I, like I saw all this over and over again. I was meditating. Please write this down. Take notes, please. It's important. And once I would finish the meditation, another 40 minutes, I got to work. As many of you are aware, I'm in the digital marketing space and I create digital products. So I was like, I'm a copywriter as well. I write um, information or create copy and to get people to buy. So after that, I was just working on the copy. And I just worked for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Okay. And then every night I had four vision boards and all these vision boards were in my room. And I would look at the vision boards. I would gaze at the vision boards. I would create stories about the vision board. Like I did this every single day for a very long time. Even when my children were with me for the summer, I remember my daughter and uh, me and my daughter, we put one of my vision boards together. And me and my children would have fun. We would talk about the trips that we would take around the world. We'll talk about, you know, the day that we'll go to Tokyo, the day we'll go to Hawaii, the times we'll go to Dominican, right? And we'll go to a safari. And, you know, David, he'll see the lions and Diego see the cheetah. Well, we, we created stories of these vision boards like every single night. And, you know, the fascinating thing is like my children have always, they've, they've been to about 10 countries so far. Like we've been to the safaris. We've been to Kenya, Nairobi. We've been to... Dominican Republic, where they have what is called the Nickelodeon. Um, it's called the Nickelodeon. It's like Six Flags, but it's like the Nickelodeon, you know, amusement park. It was amazing. We, we've been to Costa Rica together, me and my children. We've been to Tokyo. We met the Naruto guy. Right? Went to Japan and ate sushi with the Japanese. We have, we have rode the bullet train from Tokyo to Kyoto to eat the best ramen noodles you can ever eat. I mean, it was just the best. It was amazing. I mean, ramen noodles ain't nothing. I mean, you go to Tokyo, go to Kyoto, my God, the best noodles you'll ever eat in your life. It was delicious. Right, I did that with my children. Me and my children, we've been to Hawaii, to the Disney Resort, and it's called Alani. If you ever want to take your children to a phenomenal Disney Resort, go to Hawaii. Also, we've been to Bali. No, not Bali. Malaysia. Took my children to Malaysia. Um, Kuala the Perth, beautiful place. Every night they have one street in Malaysia that 
it's a, it's almost a mile long. And it's nothing but food. <laughs> every night we ate dinner there. We just we stopped at every freaking. It's like a it's like a food street, right? Like street food. And every night that's where we went for dinner. All right. So that was part of my visualization, by the way. Okay. And after I would do that, I would sleep a few hours and I would do it again. That was my rituals. That's that's what I did every day for years. Okay. I think some of you uh, feel that, you know, what you're currently doing as far as listening to rants and listening to my content and trying to listen to all these podcasts and trying to do this and trying to do that. Like you have more than enough time to do all this stuff, by the way. But I think the issue is with a lot of you is you're still entertaining other people. One thing I forgot to add, and unfortunately, many of you are not going to be able to do this for whatever reason. I disconnected from everyone, including my parents. I like I didn't talk to anyone for at least two to three years. Like I didn't have conversations with people. I wasn't texting anyone. I wasn't having sex. I wasn't going on dates. I wasn't going to the club. I wasn't drinking. Like I was not, I was limiting my conversation with almost anyone. I wasn't talking to them. It was almost impossible to talk to people because my schedule and my rituals were so strict. I didn't give myself the opportunity to meet anybody. Make sense? But I think some of you, like you're still talking to people. Like you're still every once in a while texting people, hanging out with friends. And we shouldn't realize that's a distraction. That's a distraction from the person that you want to be. See, I, I, I completely just separated myself from people. I really did. Isolated myself. And by doing that, you have so, what you realize, you have so much time. I mean, you have more than enough time to do everything I just shared with you with ease, with no problem. Like I didn't watch any TV for at least two to three years. No TV, no Netflix. Okay, at all. Thank God TikTok wasn't a thing back then because, you know, TikTok is frequently, it's very addictive, I'll tell you that. All right, but we didn't have TikTok. All we have was Instagram and Facebook, and I wasn't on those platforms. I mean, unless I was making money or creating some content, I wasn't on those platforms. But those are my rituals. Can you imagine doing that for two plus years? Never missing a day. I know what you're thinking. Sounds difficult. But listen, the simplistic thing about that, like if you're able to do it for a month, if you're able to discipline yourself for a month and do exactly what I share with you, you could do another month. And then you realize that all your desires that you used to have, they would diminish. You won't care too much about drinking and you won't care too much about sex too much. You won't care too much about hanging with friends, going to the bar, going to, like it just won't be a priority anymore. It won't be something that you feel compelled to do if you're able to make it a month. Does that make sense? 
And this is when you begin to change as a person. Because people like yourself always ask me, well, Wesley, how do you know that you're changing? How do you know that you're on the right road and actually changing to the person that will be free and earn millions of dollars and be very successful? Right? Well, that's how you know. You know because a lot of things that you used to care about, you won't care too much about it anymore. All the trivial things, all the pleasure-seeking things that you used to do, you won't do anymore. You won't even care about them. Right? Which means if right now, if you still care about those things and they still bother you or if you feel emotionally compelled to do those things, then you just haven't changed yet, which is okay. Which means is you have to continue to be disciplined until you become unconscious conscious, until you become unconscious competent about the new activities that you're putting forth. Did that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? Here, comment below, please. Okay. Those were my rituals. Before I was rich. Any questions for me? Any questions for me, please? I'm looking at the comments below. Do you have any questions? Comment your questions below now. Go ahead, Insta Shrinking. Go ahead, Coconut Smile. What's your question here? Hey, hard times. Marco. Gina, how are you? Gina Caney, how are you? Laura Brooks. Questions, guys. Ladies. Okay. And it's really that simple. That's all I did for a very long time. You know, I talk about this thing called the vortex. And many of you may see it as fictional. But... I believe the vortex is real. The vortex is like the place where you go where nothing outside of the vortex matters. And it's a beautiful place to be. It's like you don't you won't you don't care about people's feelings. You don't care about people and what they do. You just sit like in this vortex and it's like your own world. And I've been there many times. And I'm very productive and I'm very efficient when I'm in the vortex. Question, Angel, how to trust someone when you have been fucked over so many times in your life? Angel, how did it go? Did you meet your guy? Did you meet your New Yorker? Hope it went well for you. I know that was your expectation. So, yeah, the question is, how do you trust someone when you've been fucked up? So, understand something about trust and people. Um, if you ever want to be in love, and I think everybody wants to be in love, especially women, that's always going to be a risk. It's just like being successful. It's a ton of people that want to be successful, but most people will not be successful because there's a risk of not being successful, which means you might get pain. Well, it's the same thing with a relationship with a man or even a relationship with a woman. It's a risk. But you have to make a decision if the risk of not doing it is more important than the risk of doing it. And I believe that you should trust people 
that you choose to date or deal with in the beginning. I don't think you should hold trust back or make people prove their trust. I don't think that's, I think that's very unintelligible. I believe if you like a person, they like you, you want to move further. I believe you should decide to trust them until they show distrustful. Because let me tell you why. If you go into a situation and you don't trust this person and you want them to earn your trust, then you're always thinking they're doing something. Always. You're always thinking maybe they're going to hurt you. And then what you don't realize, you're manifesting and projecting the same experience that you don't want to have. Then you begin to sabotage. Make sense? And I think most of us have already done that before. You know, you sabotage the relationship with the person. And I wouldn't use the word fuck over, right? It's a very harsh word. You know, maybe somebody lied to you. Maybe they played you. Maybe they led you on. It's going to happen to everybody. It is what it is. It's life. If a relationship with a person is what you want, you want to be in love one day, well, you have to go through the trenches. Right? Because, like, I made a comparison to being rich. Like, being becoming a rich person is almost comparable to being in love with a person and to sustain that love for a very long time. Many people are not, unable to do this. Right? So, I suggest, Angel... You trust. If you decide to date a person, don't look at your past and judge that person based off the iniquities or the annihilistic acts of the previous person. Don't punish them for what somebody else did to you. That's just your fear. Okay? And whatever you fear you will bring near to your life. So, you know, any guy, any girl that you meet and you decide to date, give them a fair chance. Trust them. So, you know, I trust you and I like you. But if they show you that they're not trustworthy, then you know what to do as well. Okay? So you did this until something changed. It's almost, it's almost guaranteed that it has to happen, right? I'm going to be honest, nothing is guaranteed in life, you know. The only thing that's guaranteed is that the sun is going to set and it's going to, and it's going to rise. The only guarantee is that you're going to have to take a dump. I'll go to the bathroom at least once a day. <laughs> that's a guarantee, right? But as it relates to success and making money and being rich... No, it's no guarantee, folks. It's not. Like, honestly, I would like to tell you that it's guaranteed that you will be rich and wealthy if you do this, but it's not. See, that's the complexities when it comes to success. That's why many people are not willing to even bother because it's so difficult and there's no guarantee that you're going to be there. And like many people, you could do the right thing at the right time, right? Not, I'm sorry, you can do... You can do everything right. You feel that you're doing everything right and still not succeed. All right? It's a lot of gray when it comes to success. It's just not one way. Okay? But I do understand this.
is that if you don't believe in yourself, like if you don't believe that you will be successful, like deeply believe, not not this, oh yeah, I believe in myself. No, no. Like a deep belief in yourself that you will. A deep belief means you have no doubt at all. No doubt means you don't ask questions about, well, when am I going to be successful? When is it going to happen to me? Because you have a belief in yourself. When you have a belief, a deep belief in yourself, you have less questions about anything that may incorporate doubt. But when you have a deep belief in yourself, I mean, it's very likely that it will happen. And it might. How can you incorporate chanting and what are its benefits? Uh, why do you want to chant? What do you want to chant about? Let's see your questions here. I'm listening to the supernatural frequency from your course. I'm very proud of you, Malika. Keep listening to it. And listen, for everybody that has my course that's called the Genie Script, it's getting very popular these days. I mean, I imagine Oprah Winfrey is going to reach out to me very soon. And um, she's going to say, Wesley, I need to speak with you. I'm going to say, okay, Oprah, I'm ready for you. Come on. Come on, boo. Um, to be very honest with you, like, honestly, the Genie Script is getting very popular right now. It is. Um, and if you choose to get the course, if you choose to get the course, my advice to you, if you want benefits from the course, you must listen to it over and over again. Now, I get it. That may sound laborious. It may sound very banal, insipid. But it's necessary. And let me tell you why. Because the information on the course has to be embedded deeply in your consciousness, subconsciousness, so you automatically take action when action is necessary for you to take. And for you to have the same thoughts, a.k.a. beliefs that I have, you're going to have these beliefs ingrained in your mind. And you can only get that way by listening to it over and over again. Repetition is the mother of skill. I've had many people listen to my content, and they're rich. I have so many stories I can share with you, and they're multimillionaires now. Okay? Because in the beginning, when you listen to it, it may make sense to you, but you don't really get it. Now, you don't really... You don't really get it because you're not taking action on it. See, everything that you hear in the course, it may make sense to you. All right? You may have aha moments, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to apply anything. Make sense? You're going to apply because you're going to listen to it again. You're going to remind yourself again. Does that make sense? Questions here. That's the answer I wanted to hear. Hey, it's B. What's going on, B? How are you? 
Michelle, how are you? Wes, you asked to remind you about the special manifestation you can't share with us. Actually, it's in my course, Alexander. It's in my course, the Genius Group course. Just go to howtomanifestnow.com and you're going to get access to it. Okay. Any more questions for me here? Hey, Wes, when will Wesley Version.com be available again? Yeah, I'm still fighting with the hacker. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. See here. Wes, what time do you usually start your live podcast? I hate missing out. You know, usually 12 o'clock. I was late today because I was just busy. But 12 o'clock, I'm usually live. Okay. All right. Any more questions for him before I let you go? What exactly does changing your physiology mean? Yeah, so your physiology is your body, right? It's your body. Like you want to change your mood, change how your body is positioned. Stand up, jump, move your arms, move your hands, run in place. I learned this from Tony Robbins. He said, motion creates emotion. The way you move would change how you feel about certain situations or scenarios. Okay. Did I spend money with friends and family? Do I spend money with? What do you mean? Do you spend money with them? I'm not understanding your question here. Any more questions for me here? So when you were going through your rituals, Dan, when your children come home, does it distract your rituals? You know, that's a good question here. So one thing about my children, they know their daddy. They want my door shut. They know I'm meditating. And they don't bother me while I'm here. They really don't. When they're here and so they don't bother me. Because they know my schedule. It's a strict schedule and they know exactly what I do and they don't bother me. They're in their own worlds. And usually in the evening is when we have our time. And or sometime when I get back from the gym, we'll all go to the basketball courts, play a little basketball, or we run with Denaya. She runs track. So we'll do some sprinting. Then after that, we go eat together, and that's about it. But no, they don't distract me at all. My children are phenomenal. I'm blessed to have them. Uh, what's next? What's next? Any more questions for me here? And remember, uh, somebody asked about the website. It's howtomanifestnow.com. That's where my course is. If you want to learn how to manifest your dreams faster than ever before this year. Okay. All right, folks, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Thank you for joining me here tonight. Thank you so much. Oh. Secondly, are you saying that from the day you decided to commence your rituals and did it for two to three years, are you saying it was after two to three years that you made your first million?
Yeah, so I began getting very strict with the, the, the rituals. Two to three years before I made the millions. I just got stripped, right? Before, you know, I was all over the place, procrastinating and not actually aligning my actions with my words. All right, folks, I'm done. Thank you so much. Remember, in life, you don't get what you want. You get what you picture. Picture the life that you want. Thank you for liking this, sharing this. And thank you for always joining the podcast. And remember, the podcast is meant for you to condition your mind for what you want. Continue to do that. Never stop. Much love. This is Wesley, Billion Dollar Virgin, and let's go.